No debate. Captain Marvel, here to stay. And Amazon has leaked more about what we can expect from Middle Earth. And James Gunn is back. James Gunn is back. This makes me so happy. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! Listen! Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey! Cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important! If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Smash question, do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And welcome to the Geek Underground on this 90s theme inspired episode number 30. This is the, I was going to say this is the trash panda. This is Dadpool <laughs> no, sitting. No, I'm the trash yes, panda. Yes, I am the not trash panda. I am the not trash panda. This is the trash panda. We are here in episode 30 and we saw Captain Marvel this last week. We did. And we have a spoiler free review coming up. We're going to break it down in about five different categories and give it an overall rating. Um, And uh, 90s music, we will talk more about that as well. Another 90s sort of themed movie just dropped their trailer, Aladdin, which is a uh, cartoon to live action, which... Why do they keep doing that? I, why do they keep doing that? I'm a little suspect of this. Dumbo, it's not out yet. I'm not sure how I feel about that one either. Um, the, the trailer just dropped, though. It looks okay. It looks good. We actually get a good look at some of it for the first time. It basically looks like exactly the same movie, like identical, but you've got Will Smith instead of Robin, Robin Williams. Williams as the genie. Which you can't, if you're going to bring someone else in to replace Robin Williams, you have to do something a little bit different. I'm really hoping that they're doing more than just doing a like line for line remake of, of this movie. Well, that, that would be from the trailer. It's a line by line remake of the movie. No joke. That's not good. No, it's not. Well, let me ask you though, Trash Panda, if you had a genie that popped up in front of you and granted you your three wishes, now would you drag them out as long as Aladdin did? Which I was dragged out over what months and months, right? In in the the I story. Guess so, so would you drag your three wishes out over years, or would you be like, no, I want this, this, and this. Uh, I've got three things right now. Here's what I want. Here's what I want you to do, and then be gone, and I will live my life now with the results of my three wishes. Um. Okay, I'm going on the preface that we're not allowed to wish for more wishes. You can never wish for more wishes. Why do people think they can do that? That (laughs) never works. It didn't work in DuckTales. It doesn't work in Aladdin. Anytime there is a genie, you cannot make that wish. No. You can't wish for love and you can't wish for... Back from the dead. Yeah. 
Back for the dead as well. Yep. Okay. So the ones that you laid out. Nobody coming back from the dead. You can't wish for more wishes and you can't wish for somebody to fall in love with you because that's kind of against free will. Which wishing is actually against free will. So that's a kind of like null and void argument, really. So (laughs) I don't get how that works. But so my first wish, I've thought about these actually, would be um, a wallet. This is the one where I have stolen your idea because this is the best wish you could ask for, I think. Yeah, I like this idea. I kind of came up with this and I might have pinched it from somewhere else. I'm not sure, but I think I came up with it. We'll go with that and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I want a wallet. So basically anytime I need money, I open the wallet and exactly the amount of money I need is in the wallet. So if you went and did your shopping, got your groceries and it came to $473 or a couple hundred pounds, you open the wallet and that exact amount of money is in there. Yeah. So, So you can't necessarily pull hundreds of thousands of dollars out of there. No. But you could always pull enough to get by, to provide for people, to provide for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, think about that. Anywhere you go, anything you want to do within, I guess, reason of there being about about an inch stack of bills, which you got to say is maybe 10 grand. You could probably pull out of that wallet. That is the most you could ever pull out of that wallet. Um, So rules out buying cars, though, unless they're cheap cars. I don't know if I'd ever want a new car anyway, so. Yeah. You can pull like a, a, a check. But, uh, no, you can pull out like the payment monthly for it. You know, the monthly true. payment. That would be enough. Okay. So I like my wallet Because idea. that just takes care of you for life. You never yeah. worry about anything. Oh, house payment, car payment, this payment. I mean, college tuition might get a little steep because those colleges can run six figures. But, but um, I mean, I, I would hope that we wouldn't get into the off to be the wizard sort of problematic. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get all this money from? <laughs> That's why when it's in cash, you never worry about your bank account having uh, these numbers that come in that shouldn't be True. there. Uh, when it's just coming cash out of your wallet, it's just, hey, here's cash. That doesn't hurt True. anybody. Cool. All right. Second wish. Perfect. Second wish. Second wish. Um, So my second wish is a little bit more, I guess, goes against the grain of um, free will a little bit. Then why are you making this wish, because Trash Panda? Because it's a good wish. But you're bending somebody's free will, Trash Panda. Not exactly. I'll explain yourself. Well, I'm going along the vein of Shallow Hal. Okay. Okay. So I have a wand. Not sure where you're going with this, but go. Okay. It's a good wish. Wait, so you wish for a wand? I want a wand, but this wand would have a very specific use. Okay. So the wand would be able to have a person open their eyes and see themselves as they really are. So if they're like, they think themselves, oh, I'm too fat, I'm too fat, I'm too fat, I'm too fat, it would kind of kind of show them that no, no, you're not, or I'm too ugly and nobody will ever lovely, love me, no, no, you're not, and it would kind of almost put a pair of rose-tinted glasses and let other people see them how they see them. Okay. So it's kind of like a positive reinforcement Wand. I'm not sure exactly I understand fully how that would work, but I'll go with okay. All right, wish number three no, then. No, it's just like, you know, oh. most girls get up in the morning and, you know, they put their makeup on and everything else and they still feel like, oh my gosh, I look an absolute heap. My hair's not right. This is not right. I don't feel pretty. I don't feel, you know, thin and beautiful and all this sort of thing because that's what the world tells you, which isn't true. So it kind of just kind of removes all those things and says, hey, no, 
you are beautiful and you are amazing and you should believe in yourself. So kind of taking that, I guess when someone has those eating disorders and the body, that was a body yeah. dysmorphia where they see themselves, even if they're just already a stick, they think they're too fat that way and actually go, no, 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 you are a beautiful person. So you're kind of doing like a Vulcan mind meld and making them think differently. Yeah. So you really want Spock is what you're wishing for here. Spock, go no, show these people. Okay. But you could be it's Spock. It's a wand. Spock would work too though. But it just kind of shows somebody... I guess, you know, like I say, it's kind of removing free will to a degree. All right. Wish number three, yes. then. Wish number three, Panda. Let's move it on. Um, would be a second wand. What? You cannot have two wands. Have one wand that does two things. Well, no, because this one does a different thing. And there's a button on the wand. Dink, like a remote no. control. You can't. <laughs> okay. It could be a sonic screwdriver. I don't yeah, care. It okay. doesn't really matter. Need so two wands. this, uh, the second wand, the sonic screwdriver thing, um, would basically be able to fix... Um, minor-ish sort of um, human problems. Physical problems. Minor. Okay, so so this is a Star Trek, the little uh, scanner that scans and heals, and oh look, you had cancer and it's gone now. Stuff like that. Well, no, not for not so much for like major things like cancer because that would kind of put you in the limelight and it would be weird and then you'd be like oh look we have a cure for everything so you can do whatever the heck you want no this would specifically be used for people like kids that have been you know horribly burnt and have you know no sense of life at all being able to just go right let's get rid of all those burns or you know somebody who is um you know, a wonderful artist who basically loses their hands or has arthritis so they can't actually use their hands to do the things that they love to do. And it would fix those sort of minor things. It wouldn't be massive, like, amazing healing things like God powers. It pretty it much just... still sounds like that's what you're doing. No. <laughs> Sorry, getting all altruistic no. on us this early in the show where mine would have been, I want to be a character in the next MCU movies and be a superhero. And that, those would have been mine. And you're here. I want to heal people and help and, and make them see them for how they really are. And it's yeah, just, you know what? Quit making me look bad. Okay. I'm sorry. What are yours? I just told you. I'm going to be in all the Marvel movies as a superhero. Which superhero? Whatever superhero I want to be. I will be all of them in one. I will be like the ultimate superhero. I'll be like the Marvel's version of Superman, but as Spider-Man and a big Thor hammer and, and all the really cool stuff just mashed into one. It doesn't matter. I'm all of it. But you'd need my one to make you buff. No. You want to be like Thor? You got to be buff, buff. I mean, you're buff, but you're not buff, buff. Just go do some push-ups for a while. I'll go work out with Zach Levi and do his Shazam routine, okay? <laughs> he has this really cool routine that he puts on his Instagram page of all the stuff he does to get all swole for Shazam, which comes out like, did you understand that that even Endgame is like 40 days away? Yeah. How close we are to these movies. Shaz yeah. I mean, Shazam is a couple weeks. Endgame is just right after that. Oh, yeah. they're coming up so fast. Um, but we did see Captain Marvel. We did. And we want to give you a spoiler-free review. Now, I broke it down into five categories, five things that we can look at okay. uh, and, and try to give a then number reference on those five things. And we'll try to come up with, all right, here's then our overall total score. So okay. our five categories, Trash Panda, are the plot storyline, character development, special effects, soundtrack, and then just overall fun factor. I've given you five things here. Yep. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? On Let's start with the plot and storyline. You go first. All right. So 
This one is tough, though, because Marvel is having to tell an origin story now for what the the umpteenth time. I mean, how many superhero origin stories have they had to tell? And so in a lot of ways, I felt like I've I've, I've seen this movie. I knew what's coming. It's this has all happened before. There's nothing new under the sun kind of thing. But however, what they what they did instead of using, you know, in Captain America, it was a very linear story. Yeah. You have the young weakling wants to be this. He can't. Finally has his dreams realized, becomes a superhero. So it's a very linear story, went from A to Z. What we see with Captain Marvel is it started with M, you know, in the right in the middle of the action. And then it just bounced around Z, G, Y, F, P, Q, you know, so it just, it, it wasn't a linear story, but it, but it didn't feel confusing or jumbled. So even though the story felt very familiar, it came across to me as fresh. It still felt like a very fresh origin story. Again, even though I knew it was coming, even though I, I, I've, I know a lot of the backstory, but Again, there's only so ways, so many ways you can tell an origin story that's a superhero origin story. And so really overall, I give this about a 7.5 because it still felt good. It wasn't great, but it still felt really good and fresh the way they told the story. Okay. Actually, I gave it a 7.5 too. Oh, okay. Um, mostly because I... Overall, I did not like the movie as much as I enjoyed... Thor Ragnarok. You're taking one of the top Marvel movies and saying, well, you know, the best movie they had out. I didn't like it as much as that. No. However, um, I love the fact that it was a very female empowering movie. Well, I mean, it's, it's the first female driven MCU yep. character yet. So it, it is great to have that. Um, I love that. I love the fact that um, the my favorite tweet, Thanos, is, is absolutely true. Oh, and when, um, when somebody tweeted Thanos is effed? Yeah, yeah okay. pretty much. Um, I agree. Thanos is. Because um, I can't say why. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't say why. But it is true. Um, if you think about it in the kind of like overview of what Carol Danvers actually is. Yeah, he's in trouble. He's Big in trouble. trouble. Okay. Big trouble. So you get a 7.5 on that. I gave it a 7.5. Uh, character development. You can start this one off. Uh, so character development, I actually gave it an 8 um, hmm. because I liked the back and forth, the very almost um, Pulp Fiction, excuse me, Pulp Fiction like backwards and forwards um, plot. But they really did develop her character from this just kind of, you could see the rawness of her at the beginning of the movie and then as she gets her memories back and as she realizes who she was and then becomes who she actually is and there's twists and turns uh, are plenty in this movie. Um, you know, I liked from where she started from, which was actually in the middle, but then she had to go backwards to go forwards and it was it was just really clever and I liked who she became. I like who she is now. Yeah. At the beginning, I was like, oh, she's fun, but I'm not really sure about who her. she developed into. And then when at the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, no, I do like you. You're awesome. You're an amazing. I'm just a girl. <laughs> All right. So you give that an eight. Now, I don't like it when I have to agree with you this much on things. I actually have an eight as well. I'll show you my thing. <laughs> I have an eight on this. I felt it was really well balanced. Now, there wasn't a lot of time to accomplish this, but they found a, a way to make you feel connected to Carol Danvers, all of her friends on Earth, and then give her a sense of humanity and humor that you instantly like, which was really, really well done. I loved seeing the field agent Nick Fury. 
He is so much oh, more yeah. fun and lighthearted than his current grizzled, you know, been there, done that. And I killed the guy I was there and done that with kind of guy. Um, we don't see a lot of uh, Clark Gregg's Agent Coulson, so not much to go off of there. I but love the way they made him look young, though, because it looks so natural. It didn't look Hey, that's like in the special effects. We can't talk about forced. that just yet. But no, oh, you're, you're right. You're right with, with that. Um, so, so, yeah, I just felt it was well balanced. I felt they did a good job of character development uh, in limited time, again, making you feel connected to characters, which a lot of times in these Marvel movies, I feel like you're not really connected to the peripheral characters, those on the edges and fringes that are just kind of there, and if they die, you wouldn't care. But you actually have this immediate connection to her friends on earth. And that was really well done again in eight. So we both had eights on that. And I love the way that we're actually finally told how Nick Fury lost his eye. Yes, that is actually told in this movie. And I loved it. It I, was great. I didn't. I really? didn't like that. <laughs> I loved um, it. Because, and it really didn't even fit with stuff that's been said before uh, about how he lost his eye. Now, of course, as an agent, he's going he's gonna to give different things if something like this happens. But um, on to special effects, you just mentioned, yes, the biggest thing is the young Coulson and the young Fury. Right, that's the biggest special effect hurdle they had to overcome. After the first minute of watching, I don't think you noticed anything about the young Samuel L. Jackson. It, it just you just felt like this is how he is, right? Yeah, really, absolutely. really well done. For some reason, though, Coulson felt a little more jarring to me. I didn't feel yeah. they did a good a, good a job on Coulson as they did on Fury. No, I agree with that. I do. Uh, Coulson, but he wasn't on screen as much, so it made it kind of like oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but his face was a little too smoothed out. It just for didn't my look liking. right. But, no, but Samuel didn't. L. Jackson, again, after the first minute, you really don't notice the fact that they have, have taken a, what is now, is, is he close to 60 now? I think he oh, is 60. Must be. And they made him look like he's probably right there in his mid thirties and it, it fit. It worked. It didn't feel weird or out of place. It really, really was well done. Um, and then just overall in the movie, it, it was fun. Special effects fit right in with all of Marvel's other stuff. And uh, I gave that a 9.5 as far as their special effects and, and what they did with, with Clark Gregg and Samuel L. Jackson and the way they made them look. Okay, so this is where we've differed just a slight bit. I've done 8.5. Um, I still think it was really, really good. And I loved um, when she's got her full powers going. It's really good fun. Um, really smooth, you know, special effects and everything else. Yes, they did really well making Samuel L. Jackson look young. But at the same time, special effects is a really difficult thing because we are so spoiled now, I guess is the the word, where you kind of everything just looks so good these days that you're just kind of like, eh, it looks good. Yeah. It's brilliant. You know, it almost looks natural. You know, it's a special effect, but it does look natural. And you just kind of like, OK, what's next? Show me yeah. something else. Because... We, 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 we are we are very desensitized to the amount of awesomeness that is truly around us that would have just blown away someone from the 90s. I mean, imagine oh, yeah. if someone from the 90s came here, it would just blow you away. Just, but we're like, ah, oh, this is just normal. And that's that's kind of how, how we are now. Um, 9.5, 8.5. Good soundtrack. I'm going to start this one because to me, they missed a golden opportunity here to do to Captain Marvel and 90s music. What was done to Guardians of the Galaxy and 70s Absolutely. rock? Absolutely. Now, it, it, it was a good soundtrack. Yeah. But it was not a great sound. It, 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 could, it could still be a forgettable soundtrack. It's not one that people are going to want to rush out and buy. It's not one that people are going to fawn over the but way they did. Is, this is the problem I have with it, full stop, is the moment I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, I went and bought the soundtrack because all of those songs 
I was like, I love those. Some of them I'd never even heard. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Love this, love this, love this, love this. And I've listened to that soundtrack over and over again. Went online to see if I could find the one for Captain Marvel. There isn't one. They have not. They've not done a songs from. They've got a soundtrack, but it's just all the, you know, the like instrumental John music. Yeah, instrumental. the instrumental stuff. There is none of the actual songs they used in it because there was uh, TLC's Waterfall. Yeah, you have Nirvana, REM, Salt and Pepper, TLC, No Doubt, uh, Garbage. You, you ha- so you have a lot of the, with, with No Doubt and Garbage, a lot of the, the women, you know, strong yeah. women power go type music. Um, but but it just felt good again and, and not great. I mean, lacking on this album were some 90s like royalty, Oasis, Beck, Radiohead, Green Day, Third Eye Blind. Uh, I mean, even the Nirvana song, it just kind of felt like it was there. It didn't it, it wasn't their best track. Um, I don't know. I know you can only put so much, but but I feel they missed a golden opportunity to make yeah. that a great 90s album instead of just kind of a good one. And that's me, but not, not even mentioning all of the, the rise of hip hop. Now they don't need to necessarily get into the Tupac and a lot of the, the notorious mm-hmm. B.I.G. and the stuff that kind of came through nineties hip hop as well. But I mean, just, just with the, the grunge scene, the alt pop, the alt rock stuff that was all through the nineties, they, they missed, they missed a big chance to make that good. I only gave that a seven. I'm not sure how you rated that one. I gave it a seven. A seven. <laughs> You're killing me here. Um, <laughs> killing me smalls. And then overall fun factor. What do you have for your overall fun factor of that movie? Okay. So I've done this kind of high. Even though I still think Thor Ragnarok is a far superior funny movie. No doubt. Entertainment wise, I've got to say Ragnarok's probably my favorite movie that Marvel's produced to date. However, uh, well, Guardians 1 as well. It's like Thor Ragnarok and Guardians 1 are definitely up there. Now, this kind of sits along the lines of Guardians 2 for me. Still really good fun. I enjoyed it. But they did one thing that made me so happy. Okay. Come on, you know. Just go ahead. The cat. Yeah, the cat. The I, cat. Again, I've just got five little bullet points. Fear the Flurkin. Cat the Goose steals the show. Or Goose the Cat steals the show. Samuel LJ is wonderful. Brie is charming. And Cap- Captain Marvel just kicks ass assumptions out the window because she is amazing <laughs> okay so those are my five points um and i gave it a, a nine on the uh, just fun factor i gave it a nine too what are you doing to me yeah so i like the cat and i like the it, the fact that it's the flurkin and it's just an amazing kitty that i just want to go and snuggle with and i was sitting there going oh look at the kitty i love the kitty all right would you like to know our overall score out of 10 then <laughs> So our overall score out of 10 is an 8.1 for this movie, which is a very solid movie score. I think yeah. getting anything over an 8 is uh, is pretty good, especially coming from this amazing duo of critics. Uh, we are nationally <laughs> renowned, world-renowned movie critics. That's right. Um, but The Geek Underground gives it an 8.1. Definitely worth a watch. Oh, yeah. I would go watch it again. I mean, when I look at all of the Marvel MCU movies, I don't think it falls into the very, very top, right? So you have, to me, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok. I have Iron Man up there. I have uh, Winter Soldier, I think, fits in my top in the original Iron Man. Um, are kind of all up there. Iron Man has to be there. Guardians has to be up there. Thor has to be up there. Winter Soldier. I mean, so so it might fall out the top five. It's definitely not their best thing to date, but it, but it is in their top third of movies to date. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty safe to say for, for rating that movie. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Now, as excited as I am about Captain Marvel, as amazing as that was, really my number one headline this week comes down to a single thing that just got told and shared on the internet and broke Twitter on March 15th. 
I know. I think you know what that is. James Gunn is back. James Gunn is back as the writer, as the director, as the producer, as the almighty of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Are we allowed to say suck it, Disney? Um, yeah. They haven't just suck it up now. Well, but they're the ones that brought him back at least though, which at least here's my thing. At least they recognize they made a mistake. At least they recognize that. You know what? That was a dumb move. Oh yeah. And ma- many big companies do not backtrack like they didn't say, uh, and they really haven't said anything yet. Okay. So nothing has really come from Disney saying this yet. All we know is they have now brought him back into the fold. Now, while this news kind of became public on March 15th, uh, apparently, according to people in the back channels of Disney, uh, said this was a decision that was made months ago. But what was awesome is that James Gunn just uh, yesterday now or today, actually, he released a, a message on Twitter that said this. I am tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months. I'm always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being I can be. I deeply appreciate Disney's decision, and I'm excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Love to you all. So, yeah, just a really sweet message from James. I'm sure this means a lot to him as well to be able to come back. Now, he's not going to start anything, though, with this until he finishes Suicide Squad, the soft reboot he's doing with them, which... I really don't know. I haven't seen anything yet on the time frame of when that's supposed to be finished and when he can then jump over. But 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 message after message of support, though, from his brother, Sean Gunn, from you see a Karen Gillan posted something. Pratt Pratt, Chris Pratt posted something. So Pratt, all of, Pratt. Well, that's his name on Instagram is Pratt Pratt. Oh. Um, that's his little title. <laughs> Sorry. But they've all come out and they've all shown support and solidarity surrounding James Gunn. And this just has me super excited because, I mean, not only what it means to the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, but at least to someone that had a, a had something that happened in his past that, that we're not proud of. We've all done something in our past we're not proud of, mm-hmm. but to see there's redemption and to see for him uh, in this situation that even Disney w- was big enough to be able to step back and say, you know what, we were wrong. You are a different person. We all have that that ability to change. Uh, let's take you back on board. And I'm sure there was plenty of pressure, though, from I mean, there was online petitions that had half a million signatures. There were billboards that went up around Los Angeles requesting Disney to hire him back. So there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But they still were able to go. We made a dumb move. Welcome back, James. And that, that has me just super excited for, uh, again, the, the future of the franchise and for everyone that has maybe done something bad in their past. See right here, we need to have a little, um, you know, one of those little clips of a uh, little soundbite of Drax, you know, in that bit in the first Guardians movie and he's in, they're on in nowhere and he's, uh, they tell him to go in the bar and he's like, I don't want to be in here and everything else. And then he's, he's like cheering on those little rats and he's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. In post-production right here. Yes, yes. Hey, thanks Drax. That was awesome. Okay. The, the wonders of, of technology. That's great. <laughs> And then one more quick thing on James Gunn being there is that with Suicide Squad 2, did you see who's replacing Will Smith? Yeah, Idris Elba. He is leaving Marvel and going to DC. Well, they killed him off. What do you expect him to do? His contract is now up. So Zach Levi does it. Zach Levi did it. They killed him off there, and now he's going to be wonderful in Shazam. But wonderful. We don't wonderful. know how many of those people have actually died, died, wonderful. and how many are not dead. 
Well, if he is now in a DC movie, you have to think that his contract with Marvel is up. Otherwise, they would have not let him go. That's what I, when I was watching a clip with uh, with Zach Levi, he said the same thing. He's like, look, that ended my contract. I was now dead. I'm not coming back. My contract was over and it opened the door for me to go with Shazam to where I can now go and squeal like a little girl when I see Zach Levi come on the screen in tights. <laughs> just so weird. No, the first reviews are rolling in too. This looks wonderful. So uh, some of the tweets that are coming out from the media, um, one is there are so many hilarious and absolutely clever moments in Shazam that I lost track. One, uh, there is no other superhero movie like this in existence. That sounds great. Come on. It's two. Um, you never feel uh, been there, done that with this one, even if some of it falls into the realm of stereotypical character tropes. So on and on and on reviews are coming in and they are wonderful. And I'm so excited. Good for you. <coughs> it is good for him. It's good for the world. What do you mean? Zach Levi is good for the world. Not just good for me. He is okay? good for the world because he's lovely. He is He is a good and amazing human being. And that's why we have a photo of him up on our wall. I know. And I made, made him flex. He asked what, when I uh, did a little photo shoot with him, he asked what he wanted to do. And I said, give me like the, the flex, the bodybuilder. And so he does this and makes this really weird, squishy face. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it's uh, it's really amusing, and um, again, he's just a great individual. Yes, he is. Um, but that's really my movie news. So I think I I've touched got, on it all. I've got a little bit actually. Um, so Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, which I didn't like it very much. I'll be no, honest. It, it kind of was a steep drop off from where they left yeah. number one. But but there's three more movies to pick up the pieces. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, the Blu-ray release. Now, we've just picked up the digital copy yeah, because my dad wanted to watch it. Uh, but the Blu-ray release has an extended cut. Did right? we look and see if our iTunes one has that? I don't know. We need to check now. We do. <laughs> um, which has a host of scenes that makes more sense the general nonsense of the theatrical cut. Um, for One of the cut scenes is um, more about the baby nifflers. With Newt and um, his little pal. Yeah, because they kind of just brought that up and then didn't do anything with it. So So apparently this is put back in. The entirety of the beginning of the movie was a scene which they cut, which makes no sense um, how Credence is even alive. Oh, wow. Like the first scene is how Credence basically puts himself back together and is still alive. That would have been good for the movie. Yes, it would have okay, been. Okay, that would have been good. <laughs> um, and it also addresses its... Addresses scissors. Addresses scissors. Why McGonagall's there when she wasn't even born till 1930. <laughs> How did they cover it? I don't it li- know. But it's in the Blu-ray extended cut. And that's why I thought it would have to be her grandmother or her mother or something because she's not she's not there. Right. I mean, it's I know. So it doesn't make sense. Apparently, it addresses that. It also addresses and gives more character background to Nagini and to Lita Lestrange. Yeah, I really thought you could have done more with Nagini as well. But I guess she's now there, so you could do more with her moving yeah, forward. But apparently there is a lot more in there that makes more sense and rounds out a lot more of the characters. So if you were as disappointed with uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them too as we were, then apparently go and buy the Blu-ray. And if you don't have a Blu-ray player, I don't know what to tell you, but go and watch the extended cut and apparently a lot more makes yeah. sense. Go buy the Blu-ray and then watch it at a friend's house that has a Blu-ray. Yeah. You can come to our house. It's fine. Uh, I should have led with this one, I guess, because we were talking about DC. So DC does some good with Aquaman and the upcoming Shazam. Yeah. And then it does this. What did it do? Straight to video. um, Has a release. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Well, what is it? It's 
Batman versus, and I'm going to make you guess who he's versing. Superman. No. It's an animated one, though, right? Is yes. This, okay. It's animated Batman versus. What, 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 I mean, what are you making me guess for? Like <laughs> the Joker? Like no, is it's it somebody, completely ridiculous. Somebody random. Yes. That's not normally in the Batman world. Absolutely. I'm guessing. Is it a Marvel character? No. <laughs> okay. Batman versus. The Flash. He's going to beat up on the Flash. No. no. Batman versus... I don't, I don't think these characters are even from DC. I don't honest. know. Tell me. Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <sighs> I'm not kidding. Why? Um, it's Wait, based why is he on... fighting them? They're <laughs> helping people. It's based on uh, three crossover comic series. Um, apparently, Mikey climbs on a dinosaur in the Batcave. I just don't get it. That man's a jerk. What, what's, what, what is, they're the turtles. The turtles are not bad. No. You cannot have Batman picking on the Ninja Turtles. I wouldn't say this is necessarily a bad move for DC. It just kind a of a, horrible move. A, a sideways down a slide. Oh, come on. This, mean. Has less, this has less sense than Sharknado. Let's face it. Sharknado has more honor than this nonsense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you figure, though, you've, you've got a bunch of kids now where they have the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies and the cartoon. So you're just bringing some worlds together. It's it's not for the adults, but maybe kids will like it. I'm, I'm, I'm probably just trying to stand up for DC when I shouldn't. But yes, you but, definitely but, but DC, shouldn't. But we've talked about last week. DC has me excited, <laughs> though. What other ones can they come up with? Batman versus Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, my gosh. Batman versus, versus the, the My Little Ponies. The Paw Patrol. Batman beats up the <laughs> Octonauts. Yeah, good job, Batman. Just beating up all her. Oh, but no, you know, you know what, Batman? You can definitely beat up Dora the Explorer because nobody likes her. Wow, isn't there a live action movie of that coming out? Or did yes. it come out already? Or is it? No, it's coming out it's later still this coming. year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Batman versus our beloved childhood character. I mean, that's what we're going to do now. He's going to go beat up my, my Thundercats. He's going to go knock Lionel out. And okay, so we'll do uh, Danger Mouse versus Batman, and Danger Mouse will just kind of like beat him to a pulp. Okay. There you go. I'm going to go to TV news. No, I haven't finished my movie well, news. Well, then you need to finish your movie news because you're getting more. ridiculous. Now, what is, what is it? What is it, Trash Avengers Panda? So, Avengers Endgame um, gets a second trailer, which is very Schindler's List. Yeah. Well, it's black and white and it's splash of red. Um, black and white and red all over. there is an interesting theory that popped up this week and I have shown you this. Towards the end of the trailer, there is a, um, there's a scene with the Avengers walking past with these white armoured um, like uniforms. Yeah. And they have, um, they're Look very really cool. much alike the Future Foundation uniforms that showed up in the Fantastic Four comics. Oh, okay. Now, Obviously, Disney's um, buyout of Fox had, you know, wasn't even there when the end game had already finished. Yeah, and know, I think that um, actually is now just finally finalizing either a week or two around this recording. I can't remember if it's just happened or it's finally happening and we'll have finality on this whole saga uh, in the next week or two. Because Kevin Feige is now already discussing how he's going to introduce the characters in. But you're, you're right, yeah. though. I, I don't know if we had the ability to make that tie in. When no, they were I don't filming think it this. is either, but I think maybe it might be opening the door for putting the fantastic four into the MCU. Um, 
what is it? We on number five? Uh, phase four, I think, is the next phase that's coming. Okay. So anyway, it's just an interesting theory. Not confirmed. There's no Fantastic Four, as far as I know, in Endgame, and there probably won't be. But it might be just opening a door to including them into the MCU. Well, it, it does seem like when, when you look at um, Jeremy Renner's character now as being Ronin, from, from his uh, Hawkeye to yeah. Ronin, the, the character garb that he's wearing matches up very well to the comic book, to, to the Ronin character in the comic yeah. books. And this could be the same thing if if they're taking these uniforms from a Fantastic Four comic, and then that is what they look like. They do look very much like that. Yeah. That there is that possibility that that's the tie-in they're trying to make with that. So it, it, it is a really good theory. Again, just still a theory that's out there, mm-hmm. but but a very probable, possible at least theory. I yeah. mean, it, it's potentially there. But I mean, probably. Yeah, you never know where you can go with these because they could go so many different directions. And Absolutely. there's some people that are even saying that in that scene where they show Tony Stark's character, uh, that he's not, that could be CGI'd in the way they did with the Hulk in Wakanda where the Hulk never fought in Wakanda. They just put him there as like a, a misnomer to kind of throw you off the sense. Um, and people think that Stark being in that scene because a lot of people don't think Stark is back to Earth at that point, whereas these trailers are only supposed to show the first 30 minutes of the movie. They're not going very far with the, the, what they're showing us in these trailers. They're taking this from the first 20 or 30 minutes from the movie, so the fact that Stark could be there is highly improbable, and that that's what, um, again, just another fan theory that's out there, but I'll, I'll let you kind of go ahead and and move on from that. Is, is, is that well, no, of, you were going to talk about The Lord of the Rings, I think, weren't oh, you? Oh, yeah, because we're going into... Well, this is TV now. Are you done with your movie news? I am done with my... Um, Movie news. Okay, so um, I know we have at times mocked and ridiculed Amazon spending a billion dollars on a TV show uh, with Lord of the Rings now coming. I, I mean, yes, yes, their CEO said, make us the next Game of Thrones. And so they're actively trying to do so and, and make the next big epic uh, TV show. But we've actually now have a time frame set for when this is supposed to take place. It's supposed to take place in the second age of Middle Earth. Now, I don't know Lord of the Rings lore as well as you do. I've, I've liked the movies, but I haven't really dug deep into what's going on. So I, I don't know what being in the second age means. So so what exactly does that mean for us watching the show? So the second age um, lasted for about three three and a half thousand years oh so a really nice small time frame that we can work with three three and a half thousand years don't worry okay uh so the um the end of the the second age was when sauron fell to isildur and the alliance between elves and men okay so when we watch the movies and they do those flashbacks to the guy that chopped off his fingers and got the ring and okay so all of that is yep that's the end that's of the end and that's of the, the beginning age. of the stories so we see. The second age um, was characterized by the um, the rise and fall of Numenor, who was like the elf person. The elf person. Um, you kind of did a wave over well, your head. Was I that like a you king? You can't really or? call him the king or anything else because there were so many kind of like lords. I don't know if he was classed as a king or so. Um, but it was the rise of Sauron and Middle Earth, the creation of the Ring Wraiths, the early wars of the Rings between Sauron and the Elves, 
And then the ring of power also being forged. Oh, so is it going to focus on like the forging and giving of those rings? That would be... That all happened in the second age. We do not know what specifically they're focusing on because, again, it's three and a half thousand years worth. But that would be cool, though, if they had like the, the dragons and the, the writers yep. that are... The, I guess they're not really writing dragons, though, are they? What, what are they writing in... in... Um, I believe it might be Wivens, but I'm not sure. But anyway, um, there were a lot more dragons around at that point. So okay. there will be dragons and trolls Will and... they be happy? Happy dragons and good dragons? No, they're bad dragons. Dragons are bad in what? Lord of the Rings. Oh, but I've seen Aragorn. There's some good dragons. No, not in Lord of the Rings. <sighs> I want a not good in Middle dragon. Earth. Not bad in Middle dragons. Earth. Okay, so all, dragon, dragons. all dragons. dragons. There's not a single good dragon? No, they're all like Smaug. Oh. They like gold and all jewels. Right. So and the stereotypical they're evil, evil bad. Horrible. Yeah, they're mean. They don't make good friends and pets. They're all Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. <laughs> all right. So my next bit of TV news is about Titan season two because they've just Titan cast- season two. Oh, I'm so excited. You don't know, like watching that first season with you. I mean, it was just epic. And now epic, you've seen epic, epic. Superboy. Yeah, Superboy in. came into it, and he is a genetically enhanced made thing, and he's a Kent, <laughs> but he's not related to Clark Kent. He just I know it all now. Okay, not all of it, but I'm, yeah. I'm, learning. Uh, I'm learning. So Titan season two is just cast Deathstroke. Deathstroke, like Arrowverse Deathstroke. That's yeah. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but Deathstroke's na- real name is Slade Wilson. <laughs> what? Listen to his character description. Okay. Slade Wilson is known for being DC's deadliest assassin. While serving his country, Slade became an elite soldier before government testing enhanced his physiological phys- physiology to near superhuman physiology. levels. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, to near superhuman levels, putting them on the path of darkness and revenge. Wow, Deadpool much? Yeah, <laughs> except Deathstroke came out before Deadpool. Oh, like a full Rob 10 Lytho. years. Well, but that, that was when, I mean, Deadpool was an Image Comics character. Yeah, but he didn't come out to the 1990s. But the new Deadpool is a lot different to Deathstroke, so he's an okay Deadpool, the one that came out in the 1990s, was a complete ripoff. Wow, complete ripoff. Next, obviously, time I... Wade Wilson, Slade, Slade Wilson. Wilson. Next time I see Rob Liefeld, you know, the creator of Deadpool, <laughs> I'm going to let him have. Like, really, Rob? This this is how you got your care? I didn't realize that. I didn't know he was a straight ripoff. But but I guess I mean, you look at Marvel and DC over the years, and they are oh, ripping yeah. off characters like Aquaman, I mean, Numenor. I mean, yeah, there's Doom Patrol, X-Men. I mean, it just keeps going. But there are even closer ties. But you're right. I mean, it's there are just massive ripoffs back and forth between the characters. And um, the Wasp and Bumblebee. Yep. The Wasp and Bumblebee. Yeah. The Wasp came first. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And there is a identical character called Bumblebee. Has the same powers, but she's black. Oh, I know there's there's Adam as well for DC, which is like the little micro guy. It's yeah. just like Ant. So again, they just they rip each other oh, off, yeah. and it's it's Absolutely. happened. Um, um, so the last bit of TV news I've got: um, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, I just love it. Even if you were not a Trekkie, if you were not a Star Trek fan, yes. if you were not even a sci-fi fan, it, it is just a well done My show. My gosh! Like every time I think I've got the show figured out, it throws us another like twist that is just like, what just happened? Yeah, season two has been Seriously. it's been twisty. It's it's been really well done. I'm st- I still think I like season one better. Uh, if you haven't watched any of it though, you need to get on board with it. I think. It's, oh yeah. In America, though, is it still only available on CBS All Access? I don't know. 
Because I know over here we get it on Netflix. And so yeah. I, I think we're just spoiled in the UK I that we get it on Netflix. It. Uh, but if you have access to it, 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 it is really worth a watch. Uh, well done show. Well acted. Well, I mean, every, everything about it is, is really yeah. good. And Michelle Yeoh. <gasps> she's so amazing. Yeah, she's good. She's so amazing. And actually, I've also got to say out that the um, the other show, the um, McFarlane, what's his first name? Todd. Todd no, not Todd McFarlane. Don't You're not thinking to spawn? Where are you no, going with this? I'm no, I'm going the Orville. Oh, uh, yeah, his face. Yes, McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Sorry, I had um, Todd stuck in my head then, so go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> so Seth McFarlane, my gosh, like the end of this season, uh, we've just watched... Well, I wasn't I guess it was the end. It wasn't the like the cliffhanger end of the season, but they just did a double episode. And seriously amazing sci-fi like super good well done sci-fi we have a little hint of doctor who in there lots of star wars a little bit you know quite a bit of star trek but it was just a solid sci-fi episode and you don't expect it from him because you think family guy you think you know we saw your boobs from the Oscars, you know, a couple of years ago. We don't think of Seth MacFarlane being, you know, a reasonably serious actor. And this guy has made an amazing sci-fi show. Yeah. It is really good. Yeah, I was really worried about that when I saw that when I saw that he was making a, a sci-fi. I, I expected it to be totally just a spoof. Not, nothing but yeah. a spoofy thing, kind of comedy, kind of like robot chicken-y in a, in a way, the way yeah. Seth Green does, does his show. Uh, but he's, I haven't seen a lot of it, but what I've seen, it, it has been well done. Now, he, he, I think first couple episodes, it is a little crass as well in some of the the, the banter back and forth between the pilot and him and some there of the is, things. There is definitely some it, of his flavor in there. But it does kind of smooth out, I think, as, as year one but goes on. But it's not and, that much yeah. as you think. I mean, there's not any reason I would have a problem for the most part of having the kids. I wouldn't necessarily sit them down and watch it. But if I'm watching it, say, on my iPad while I'm doing the ironing and the kids walk in, I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, the kids walked in. I've got to pause this quickly so they can't see what I'm watching. Yeah. Because it seriously is – it's it's a quality show. Nice. nice. I like it. No, it, it, worth a watch if you haven't seen it again. Yeah, yeah. Give Orville a check Absolutely. Out. All right. Well, is that you all geeked out? Do you have anything more on TV movie news? I've got a little bit of a, a little game sort of – So video game stuff? Review – Okay. Rant thing. We'll go ahead and go ahead and kick it off with that, and then I'll so wrap I've up with a couple. So I've entitled it "The Drifter, the Vanguard, and the Cheat Gun." The Drifter, the Vanguard, and the Cheat Gun. Yeah, I'm talking about Destiny Two. I got you. Go ahead. Yeah. So we're in the season of the Drifter, uh, which has been like super exciting because uh, we've got all new Gambit Prime. We much had the better reckoning. than the Forge. I, I didn't like the Forge. The, the Forge the, the, was okay. the Black Armory. It wasn't that that good. No. To me. But this has opened up some new, really cool content. Uh, we've got these new armor sets that, um, unfortunately, a lot of people who are blueberries, and if you're a blueberry and you don't know you're a blueberry, then you better realize you're a blueberry and start playing properly. But um, with these armor sets, it gives you four different options um, to build these specific armor sets. You can actually combine them all if you really want to, but um, you don't get the um, power-ups the same way if you do that. Um but there's the collector, so that's the person in Gambit. You go and collect moats, fill up your bank, um, and then every time you fill up your bank, you basically send a enemy over to shut the other person's bank down. 
Um, and then you can send invaders over to kind of like go and kill the enemy over on the other side. It's just, it's fun. It's crazy. It's nonsense, but it's fun. And um, so I've been collecting my collector armor because I like my collector, which means I collect all the moats. Yes. And if I collect lots of moats, then I get perks that will benefit the team as a whole. And so if you see somebody with white armor, they're a collector. If you see somebody with green armor, it means they're a sentry, which means they hang around the bank and... Protect. Is that No, the yellow one's a sentry, sorry. Oh. Yellow is sentry. Uh, green is reaper, which means you basically kill all the stuff that's out there in the field. And then Sean would play the invader, which is the red armor. I would. No, I'm not an invader. Yeah, I don't so like it means to kill he people. He goes on to the other side and he basically tries to find the people with 15 moats and kill them. That's so much fun. Yes, I know it is. I make a lot of people curse, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, so really love this new style of gameplay and Gambit Prime has been lots and lots of fun. But I finally got the Queen Breaker. The cheat gun, I got it. And I was super excited to get this stupid cheat gun and made sure I was getting my heavy first so that I could like shoot at these random people. And for the first week, it was absolutely amazing. And then... They nerfed it! Yeah, they kind of brought back just a little bit. Not though. just a little bit. <laughs> it sucks now. Yeah, but you at least had a week with it. I still don't have it. And by the time I get it, it will be worthless. It already is worthless. I... Yeah, sorry. I put two headshots in this bloke running at me, and they were clean shots too. Didn't even take his armor down all the way. He was still running at me, and he killed me. For those that might not understand what this gun did before, oh. if you play PvP of any kind, or even okay, per player versus player is what that means. Yeah. So you're playing another person. There was a gun that was so broken that you could kind of aim in the general direction of someone else across the map and fire and you would kill this person, which made it a very frustrating gun to be playing against because it didn't really matter where you were, what you were doing, you were going to die. If, if, if you were out in the open and they saw you, you were going to die. Um, and I still don't have it. Livy had just gotten it. It's a random drop you get throughout the game but a very broken gun and now they have taken away its brokenness. So by the time I get it, I will have no broken fun to play with, which is a little bit but frustrating. Oh, so, so, but they've no, they haven't just nerfed it a little. They've nerfed it a lot. Yeah. And it makes me so sad because this gun was so much fun to play with. I'm and sorry. now it's just kind of like, I have queen breaker well, and it, it sucks. Suck it up and get good. I'm sorry. It's not about being good with it because it doesn't matter. I know. We've taken it's its just, power. Dumb. It's the power's dumb gone. Gun. I'm sorry. So I'm going to have to start playing with Whisper more, which means we need to run Whisper again. We'll do it. We'll get into it. So anyway, um, with the, uh, the Drifter, the season of the Drifter, you also get to either be on the side of the Vanguard or be on the side of the Drifter. And so different paths will get you different things and different packages and whatnot. And... Yeah, it's uh, at the moment we're cho we've chosen the side of the drifter because you know Cade's not there. If the Cades were still there, I'd have chosen the Vanguard. But of course, you've just got Ikora and 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 salty, grumpy Mister Flibble Zavala. Yeah, 
and he's just kind of it, 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 it is definitely better than again the black armory oh, yeah, it's, it's a really good season what there there's even more coming out there's the tier two and i think tier three just came out as well for the the yep. reckoning they have uh, different game modes which which uh change it up a lot and they really have taken the best parts of when you look at escalation protocol and different things they've done in the past they realize that they've, they've made little mistakes and this is kind of them doing all of those better and it, it's really good to see how they've done this it, it's a little convoluted in trying to figure out you know taking these these little kind of tokens you get and putting them in the bank and empowering this this moat and you got to go back to collect there's no like chest you got to collect them from it so it's a little confusing but it's still done really really well and it's been yeah. a fun season to play um, I must admit, though, I've heard some little sparky bits on the season of opulence that's coming next. Uh, I think that's June. We're getting the season of opulence. Yeah, there's like a summer one. Yeah. Spring um, and and summer. I'm interested to see some of the things that are going to come out of that one. But for now, we've sided with the drifter. We are seeing where that's taking side. us. We're on the dark side. Yeah. And uh, we'll see where that goes with us. Yeah. In video game news, though, what I've seen a lot of, and I'm, I'm really... Uh, th- this is the evolution of gaming that I am seeing here uh, with what we've seen with the Xbox game pass on the switch. Now, now if you haven't heard what that is, uh, that is essentially an app you get on the switch to where you can play uh, these cloud-based games from Xbox 360, Xbox one. Uh, there's hundreds of games and titles to choose from. You pay a flat monthly fee and you can play it on the switch, which is a, a mobile gaming platform already. And now you have the ability to play all of these games in the cloud uh, PlayStation just finally re- released a remote play app for the iPhone. And I showed you this yeah, the other day yeah. where from my phone, I can log into our PlayStation. I can wa- I was watching Libby play, or I could actually, I can play these games myself. I could turn it on and start playing now, now on an iPhone, of course, trying to play a PlayStation four game where you don't have bumpers and things like that. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, but I was just talking to my brother who was saying that with his iPad, he has uh, a Bluetooth remote that he uses for his Apple TV for the games on there. And he was able to pair that with his iPad. And then he played Fortnite on his iPad w- with a full remote. And so seeing the some of the things that you could do where if I just had one of those little Bluetooth remotes, I pull out my phone, pull out my controller, and I can play my PlayStation games from anywhere. And that's... What I think people don't understand when you hear that term cloud-based gaming versus, uh, you know, what we have right now yeah. is that the cloud-based gaming people are saying we're going to go to with our not the next generation, but the generation after that of consoles will be essentially when I log in from my iPhone to my PlayStation. That's essentially what you're doing when you play cloud-based games. You still need a piece of hardware that processes your graphics and processes everything that's happening to it. That piece of hardware just now won't be in your home. It won't be underneath your TV. It's not going to be your PlayStation. It'll be a PlayStation on a server farm, wherever Sony decides to put them. And then you have ability to play all of these games without a console. And so right now where you pay, you know, we pay, what, 60 pounds a year for our PlayStation Plus yeah. or, the, or the Xbox, the Gold Pass, which is getting about 60 pounds a year. I have to imagine those prices would go up because you need to pay for the equipment cost, which, again, is going to need to be because you'll need to have millions of essentially PlayStations, uh, at least the processing power of millions of those to be able to deal with all of the people that are trying to play games uh, this way. Um, so cloud-based gaming is coming. Uh, it won't be like PlayStation fives will come out. The next generation of Xbox will come out, but beyond that, we could be going to a console world, uh, where, where it will be based on having a, a, something like just a Bluetooth controller that connects to your TV and that's all you need. And then you can game that way, uh, which is, it's a bit weird to think about. You won't have physical media. You won't 
buy games the traditional way, going to the store, everything will be bought online. I don't know what that means for stores like GameStop or Game or these stores that, that sell yeah. this, the systems. It, it could be the end for them. I, I don't know what they would do if they don't have to sell consoles or games anymore. But um, that's kind of the world we're they, headed towards. I think they're being clever in what they're doing at the moment. Game is the main one over here. And we do. And GameStop is in America, which is they're the Um, same company. And already you can see that although they're selling like secondhand games and everything else, Game has diversified into um, like board games because that's where I got your. I bought him Marvel Munchkin as part of his anniversary present. And um, they've been selling that sort of thing, but they do sell a lot of the digital kind of like cards so you can actually go and purchase the games. Um, online and everything so you don't have to you know put your credit card into there so like a family member like a grandma wants to go and buy you i don't know so you can buy your new game she can go and buy the cards at game and then purchase but you could those. get those from asda or walmart you know they don't, they don't need to be a not video game shop though but i'm saying that they could just transition those and that's that's the no, thing i understand that i understand that but i think um for the fact that you'll still need some level of hardware, even like the remotes, you know, they will still have those and they're always going to be people, especially with things like Ready Player One, that people are going to want to have the old accessories. Oh, well, yeah, the stuff old school stuff. And the accessories that go along with it. So I think that although game is going to have to change up its the way it does stuff. And I think as long as it diversifies itself enough by maybe adding in more of the board games and those sort of things as well, I think they'll be all right. Well, I mean, we're still a decade away from that. You figure we've still got at least another year on the current generation of consoles and then another possibly five to ten years on the next generation consoles. I mean, you figure what did the Xbox 360 run? That that was close to a, you know, almost a ten year console. Um before the next Xbox came out. So, so you have these long time frames for a console generation. You'll have different iterations of it. The PS5, PS5X, the PS5 Pro. So that they'll go through all of those. But then beyond that, you know, but that, again, that's 10 years down the road is where people will have needed to then transition to this, this thing where it's, it's, you're not going to need a console system anymore, which is really cool. Well, cool and, and just different. It's still a little weird to think about, but seeing how, again, Xbox Game Pass on a Switch, you can do it that way. Uh, the PS4 remote on my iPhone, where I can log in and, and play games if I wanted to, or at least yeah. watch. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely here. And the reason, the only thing I can think of of why PlayStation is doing it now for the PlayStation 4 is just to test this functionality going forward. How does this work? Will it work for the PlayStation 5? Will that be possibly part, you know, server-based gaming, cloud-based gaming? Um, I don't know. But, I mean, that's really all I have for for today because there is nothing left for me to say, even though I could probably rant for a little while longer on things that I love, on Gun and Shazam and Marvel and, and video games. And I'll even... We don't talk much comics, but I can talk a little comics with you. Uh, but I, I would rather just just uh, uh, remind you, encourage you to be awesome. Don't forget to be awesome. It, it's it's why we're here. It's why we love doing what we do is yep. to encourage you to let you know it's okay to be geeky. It's okay to have fun. F- forget what the, the the voices that are negative are saying. And that's the, the problem is that the, the negative voices in our life are often the loudest, but those aren't the people that love you. Pay attention to those around you that love you. We'll tell you, don't forget to be awesome because you are. And like Livy always says... Be unique, be yourself, like what you like, and don't let anybody else tell you that what you do, what you like, and the things that you, you know, enjoy aren't good enough or aren't cool enough or any of those other things because it's a load of rubbish. And do not forget that MCM Comic Con is coming up at the end of May <laughs> and LFCC. Hold on, hold on, hold what? on. 
I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. Absolutely. Can you tell me what that's from? You didn't grow up in America in the 90s. No. That was was from Saturday Night Live. It was one of their little sketches. Anyways. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. MCM Comic Con and LFCC are coming up um, in May and July, and you should be getting your tickets now. And you should tell so us if you you're going. I want to yeah. know if we should see you there. Tell us. Tell us if you're going to be there. We'll be cosplayed out. Tell us if you're going to cosplay up for it. Um, or I'd love to see some cosplay pictures. If you guys want to post to our uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook pages, what is our little uh, hashtag? The Geek UG. The Geek UG. It's at the Geek UG on Facebook, at the Geek UG on Twitter, and at the Geek UG on Instagram. I'm actually making some cosplay stuff up right now. I've got my craft table out, which is driving Sean nuts because it's taking up quite a lot of room. I don't in the like back of the clutter. Room. I he don't doesn't, like clutter. But I need it to be able to kind of like get all this stuff done and have to keep taking it off the dinner dining table and put it back on there and everything. So he's going to have to deal with it for just a bit longer. Um, but I'm working on some of that stuff. So I might actually be putting some pictures of what I'm doing because I'm making Pokemon costumes right now. Ooh. And if you want to make a Pokemon costume, 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 um, you can, you know, hit us up at the Geek UG and I will show you how, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. All right, guys. Don't forget to be awesome. If you would love anything from us, please let us know. Uh, If you want prayers, want talk, want to just share some awesomeness, uh, hit us up again at the Geek UG. Um, Amazing. Yes, 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 I am. Thank you. Yes, you are. Thank you very much. Um, Don't forget to be awesome. Love you. Bless you guys. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then... Don't forget to be awesome.